Hello, everyone out there. This is Keith Robertson, and you are listening to I Pray This Helps. Um, I am here with, I was going to say your name again. <laughs> I'm here with uh, Grace Bell, and um, I think we left off, we ended on uh, Chapter 7, and uh, we're going to continue on to John Chapter 8. Um, there are some podcasts that there are some, um, well, yeah, there are some podcasts that um, I'd rather do with a woman present, a woman of the female persuasion present, and um, this is definitely one of them, um, because although I am a man, I am not the Lord, and I do not have or know all perspectives, so, um, and also, you know, you know, Grace is a woman of God, and you know, I don't have to qualify her, but, um, you know, she can give great insight on this topic as well. Um, so took a, took a few weeks off. I think that it was, um, apropos that we do so, um, you know, cause you don't just want to be spinning your wheels as you do this, just to say, we want to get done with this to say that we got done with this, you know, um, we want to take our time and be, as meticulous and fastidious as possible, and so um, hence the uh, hence the um, not halt, but hence the um, latency, if you will, in these podcasts as of late. Um, hopefully, the Psalm series that I've been doing has been holding you guys over, and also prayerfully, you guys have been getting um filled other places you know this is this episode or these podcasts in this series are to um help walk us through who the person of christ is we there are a lot of things constantly being said about jesus we are inundated on a day-to-day basis about whether he was lying or telling the truth in many areas and this is just to reassure some and to um, assure others and to um, get others to know um, who Jesus is and even ourselves. So we can say personally that this has been a great experience for us. So, um, yeah, so um, without any without any further ado, um, Grace, if you would pray for our time and uh our time in the word with the Lord and that the Lord would be here with us and um, reveal himself to us. Father God, we praise you. Lord, we worship you. Um, We give you all the glory Mm -hmm. and all the honor. You alone are worthy of all of our praise. We thank you for being our strength, God, and our peace. We thank you for giving us this time to open up your word to be able to discover more of who you are. Lord, we ask that you just pour down your rhema word on us, mm-hmm. us revelatory knowledge of your wisdom and truth so we may walk in the fullness of you mm-hmm. and be complete whole, lacking nothing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So John chapter 8 is 50, 58 verses. So... Um, we can split them up, and um, I'll read 29, and I'll let uh, 
Grace, read the other 29. So, I'm also reading from the New Living Translation. All right. Uh, I keep pulling up NIV for whatever reason. I don't know know why. I don't know why why either. Yeah, um, once again, I do find that the New Living Translation is um, more palatable for everyone. You know, um, I think I think different versions of the Bible are great to help you understand on deeper levels, you know, but um, for right now, you know, we just want to make it palatable for everyone. Um, and you can you can follow along in the in your own version. I mean, in in the version that you have, if it differs from the NLT, um, but this is the official <laughs> uh, version of this pod, of this series, at least. Um, John chapter eight. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them as he was speaking the teachers of religious law and the pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery they put her in front of the crowd teacher they said to jesus this woman was caught in the act of adultery the law of moses says to stone her what do you say They were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. In darkness, because you have, in darkness, because Wait, I'm sorry. I'm skipping over. Sorry about that. Jesus stood. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you have the light that leads to life. The Pharisees replied, you are making those claims about yourself. Such testimony is not valid. Jesus told them, These claims are valid, even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards, but I do not judge anyone. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect, because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree about something, Their witness is accepted as fact. I am one witness, and my father who sent me is the other. Where is your father, they asked. Jesus answered, 
since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, you would also know my father. Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury, but he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. Later, Jesus said to them again, I am going away. You will search for me, but will die in your sin. You cannot come where I'm going. The people asked, is he planning to commit suicide? What does he mean? You cannot come where I'm going. Jesus continued, you are from below. I am from above. You belong to this world. I do not. That is why I said that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. Who are you? They demanded. Jesus replied, the one I have always claimed to be. I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. For I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me, and he is completely truthful. But they still didn't understand that he was talking about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the son of man on the cross, then you will understand that I am he. I do nothing on my own, but say only what the father taught me. And the one who sent me is with me. He has not deserted me, for I always do what pleases him. Then many who heard him say these things believe in him. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But we are the descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never, seen, we have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean? You will be, we will be set free. Or you will be set free, excuse me. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father, but you are following the advice of your, of your father. <clears throat> Our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied, if you were really the children of Abraham, you will follow his example. Instead, you are trying to kill me because I told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father. They replied, we aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Mm. Jesus told them, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't hear me. For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He, was, he has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? 
And since I am telling you the truth, why don't you believe me? Mm. Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. The people retorted, you Samaritan devil, didn't we say all, all along that you were possessed by a demon? No, Jesus said, I have no demon in me, for I honor my father and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge. I tell you the truth. Anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. The people said, now we know you are possessed by a demon. Even Abraham and the prophets died. But you say, anyone who obeys my teaching will never die. Are you greater than our father Abraham? He died, and so did the prophets. Who do you think you are? Jesus answered, if I want to glorify myself, or if I want the glory for myself, it doesn't count. But it is my father who will glorify me. You say he is our God, but you don't even know him. I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. But I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. The people said, you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. Before Abraham was even born, I am. At that point, they picked up the stones to throw at him. But Jesus was hidden from them and left the temple. So uh, like we always do, we will um, reread this and we'll, I want to say peruse, but peruse is not the word. We will uh, read over this and pick out what the Lord allows us to see and discuss it. Um, So reading again from the top, Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered and he sat down and taught them. Now, understand that oftentimes a temple is more or less a gathering place. So Jesus, you'll find Jesus oftentimes in a temple, not just because it is, quote unquote, his father's house, but because it is a place where he knows that people will be meeting up. And oftentimes, um, in my, uh, my opinion, is because when people go to church and they'll, they'll go to Bible studies and all of that type of stuff, from a pure standpoint, people are looking for God there. And the word says that um, you will, when you seek me, you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. So that's just one place that Jesus is definitely at in the scriptures. Oftentimes, he's oftentimes in or near a temple because I know that the people that are truly seeking after God and God in God for real, for real, they that's where they think that they can find him, and rightfully so. Um, yeah. Again, Grace, chime in whenever you need to. Um, as he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, 
This woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to Stoner, what do you say? Um, caught in the act means just that. <laughs> uh, they had found her doing some things that she should not have been doing. Also, also notice the notice the judgment placed on this woman and not the man that was also in the act. This is very purposeful. Um, women were, it's funny because women were held to higher stand. Well, it's, it's were, <laughs> yeah, women were and are held to higher standards, especially in this area than men were and are. And so to bring her forward, you know, it's like, well, it's to be expected that the man wouldn't be, you know, but also also, you know what I mean? Because whether she was the married one or he was the married one, it didn't necess- it didn't matter at all. You know, so the the um Pharisees, and it's clear to see that the Pharisees are doing this to, as we'll find out in the next verse, trap him. Like that's plain to see. They would definitely like if I could see it, you know what I mean, I know Jesus sees it, you know, so um Teacher, they said that Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say? It was kind of like a trick of like, if, you know, are you going to be, are you going to show mercy on this woman? Or are you going to stone her? Because, you know, because they weren't expecting Jesus to have the response that he wound up having. I don't believe, you know, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. You know, so it's it's like, well, if, if he lets her go, if we if he says let her go, then he must not be from God after all. And now we can go on about our business because he broke um, Mosaic law. You know, what I mean, or he wants us to break Mosaic law. And here's the here's also the other thing that we that well, I don't know if we failed to mention this, but I, I've never heard this mentioned. Um the amount of the amount of um attention that they give jesus you know the amount of attention and the amount of in a way i don't want to say adoration but in a way there is reverence to jesus that they are giving it's not from a it's not from a respectful standpoint but if we're if we're the leaders of religious law why am I asking this guy what, what he wants to do and what he should do? You know, yes, at the time people are following him, but if you are a religious leader and this guy, quote unquote, isn't doing what the religious law upholds, why are you in a way respecting him as a leader that you just disagree with? You know what I mean? So it's, you know, it's, it's it's funny the amount of tension the amount of attention that people give Jesus when they don't revere him to be Lord. You know, it's a little tidbit. All of these are. It shows their um. It shows their regard towards the morality of the law too. Um, it's more of a subjective. So they are they are using the law now for their benefit for the validation of how they feel about Jesus. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with really upholding the law for what right and what it is and what it's for. 
Right. They're doing it for themselves and they're just revealing in this moment exactly why Jesus came. Exactly mm-hmm. why Jesus came because it is hard for us to get out of our own selfish gain out of anything. Mm-hmm. That's why we couldn't meet him. This is why Jesus came to meet us. Mm-hmm. To show us what we are doing wrong, how we have manipulated even the, the laws that he gave us, those simple laws that he gave us, we're still twisting it for us mm. and not for building a relationship with him. Mm. Amen. Verse four, they were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him. Mm-hmm. But Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. Now, we don't know what the dust means. We don't know what the finger means in this moment. We just know that he wrote, he started, well, we don't, well, does it say that he wrote? Yes. It says that he wrote, so we don't know what he wrote in the dust. One can, some, some biblical scholars um, say that he was writing their names. Um, others say that he was writing their sins in the dust we don't know the bible doesn't um consider that to be uh, well the writer of this doesn't consider it to be um super important for us to know exactly what jesus wrote it just says that he wrote in the dust now with that people you can say what is there this is important. You can say what's there. Jesus wrote, and you can you can speculate, but at the end of this, you have to say, you don't know. So don't go forward saying <laughs> what Jesus wrote in the dust because you weren't there and you don't know. None of us do. Okay? Um, Has someone made claims to this? <laughs> huh? So someone made claims to this somewhere. I'm sure. I mean, you know, people make claims to stuff about scripture okay. and about Jesus all the time that, you know, and they try to cement what is very, what is very liquid. You know what I mean? I guess. Or yeah. gaseous. Mm-hmm. Even. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. And as believers, I think I think as believers we have the we have this thing inside of us says, well, not inside of us. Well, it's called pride. <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah, this thing that says we have to know the answer to everything um concerning Jesus in the Bible. Now we should we should aspire to know all that God wants for us to know. But the things that the Bible is quiet on, we too should be quiet on. Right. Um, and that goes for deeper scriptures as well, or the lack thereof. <laughs> we don't know. Okay, people. <laughs> and there's no indication here or any other scripture that lets you know what Jesus wrote. It's fun and I, I love it. The Bible, the Bible, and I would say the Lord Himself because I believe that the scriptures are divinely inspired and not just inspired, but divinely um, co-written by Jesus. You know what I mean? By, by the Holy spirit. Um, But, but uh, what I'm saying is it's, it's fun. Like, you know, the, the Lord allows us to have little conversations and little debates about stuff. It strengthens us, you know, 
Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, if we don't know, then we don't know. Um, and it's okay to say when you don't know and that the Bible isn't clear about it. That doesn't make the Bible fallible. It's just that the Bible didn't feel it necessary to talk about it. Maybe, say for instance, Jesus did write their sins in the ground. Say, say it did, right? Say Jesus did. Wouldn't that be a testimony to just how, um, like even still how merciful he is, you know what I mean? To not make our sins known to the world, even though these men aren't necessarily believers in him. Just for instance, you know? For him not to write, broadcast it, and still just keep it, because they know. Right, to let us know, (laughs) or to let them know, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, verse 7. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times, uh, um, we talked about this on our podcast the other day. On uh, Thank God for the group chat. We talked about judgment. We talked mm-hmm. about um, other believers well, not even believers, but people judging it. We live in a world today that says, don't judge me. 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 Um, and oftentimes, <clears throat> this scripture gets brought up. Right. He who's, and sometimes people say it and they don't even know what they mean by it, you know? So oftentimes, this scripture gets brought up. He who is without sin cast the first stone. Um I'm, what is your take on that before I give my answer? Um, about not judging or being who is without judge? sin cast the first stone. Uh, I would have to take the stance of my, my father and what he always taught me. So it's not that you necessarily can't, uh, but you must first examine all areas in which you stand in this situation. Have you been that beacon of light for them to see the justification of why you're saying this? Mm. So, you know, uh, it does say it in scripture and my dad loves to say the scripture. So <laughs> you first must take the plank out of your eyes mm. before you adjust the one that is in theirs. Yeah. At the end of the day, before we even make that move, mm-hmm. we make sure that we are in the right standing Amen. of the righteousness that we're discussing. Amen. Otherwise, we're not discussing anything. I'm just talking about what I would like to be and what you should be. Amen. And at the end of the day, that's it's getting us nowhere anyway. So, <clears throat> and I think it's something that there's. I mean, great point, but. I also think that there's there's something that I just thought about that I've never thought about before. It doesn't say who he who has never sinned cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say that. It says he who is without sin cast the first stone. It's like um, it says in the, in the living. Say that. 
It says who he who the one let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. It says that here. In the in this version that we really? read. Amen. Okay. Well there it is. <laughs> um Yeah. Um it here is 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 showing is it showing a an appreciation for mosaic law or is it um like I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to ask, but like I'm just gonna say it because I don't wanna just set up a question. But um I think here it is again Jesus separating himself from the Mosaic law, you know, and ushering in a new, a new law, not necessarily a new law, but a new way of doing things, not a new law at all, but a new way of, of doing things. We were once under the law, but now we are under grace, you know? This is introduction into what is to come. Yeah. Right. I just let this mind be in you, that also be in me. Right. So it's like once, once before, like yes, she would have been stoned, but you guys can't even uphold this law. You know what I mean? Say for instance that all of these guys were adulterous dudes, and you know because they were like, you know, people love power. You know what I mean? So it's not to say that these guys have never done anything like that you know you know and you know i've entered into these acts themselves but in a way in a way it is saying or it might be even directly saying this is you guys have not been able to do this yourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know what i mean you guys haven't been able to do this. So maybe, not maybe, you guys haven't been able to do this. Um, so like, let's not go there. This is exactly what it's saying. Um, I think they knew. Say that again? Say so with their intentions, they already knew. They knew where he was going with it. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, well, what he was saying was just, um, they would have to first, like you said before, they would have to present all parties involved if this was to be a true <clears throat> if this was something to be true yeah, like a true trial situation. Yeah, like, yeah. Agreed. Half can't bring half the situation in. So mm. he he was already telling them that you already began it wrong. Mm. Just by interrupting me first off. So I'm mm. I'm really glad this is what I really do admire about Jesus. His calmness mm-hmm. and his confidence, knowing who he is, which mm. is um, and that caused him to move in the in this patience about what was really going on because he could have got real irate and was like, I'm in the middle of teaching. But <laughs> he saw this still as an opportunity, like, okay, this is this is why let me take this time to show them what it is that I need for them to accomplish. I need the transformation of their mind, not mm. just, oh, this is judgment and do, because they're going to continue to do. If I just continue to judge things based off of just what the law says and not 
what it does, mm-hmm. what the law is there to do for them, then they would never understand what I'm here for. So once again, like you said, it's an introduction to where it's headed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, they were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him, but Jesus stooped down, running the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again and said, all right, but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one. Beginning with the oldest until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. I don't know why. I don't know why they uh, felt that it was important to mention beginning with the oldest. It might, I mean, maybe it means like the oldest had so much to, (laughs) had so much stored up. You know what I mean? Because the older you are, the more you sin. It's just, it's it, that's just life. You know what I mean? You've had more time on the earth to mess up and not do the right thing. I, I mean, also, you know, you have more time to do the right thing. It's like this. It's like, it's like, say for instance, I don't know the actual stat, but say for instance, um, because you, you have these Michael Jordan, LeBron debates. And um, it talks about, like, you know, like LeBron has more points than Michael Jordan. And then you're like, well, yeah, LeBron has more points than Michael Jordan. LeBron has also played 17 years, and Michael Jordan mm-hmm. played 15 years in the league. You know what I mean? Um, but that's not this, you know what I mean? But that's one argument, right? But this is a more parallel argument or a parallel example um because points are a good thing (laughs) so and you're not trying to say you're not trying to commit those you know i mean you're because you're trying to score points say for instance lebron has more fouls in the league than michael jordan does it's like well yes lebron has played 17 years straight michael played like nine years and took and then took some other years off. You know what I mean? He played 10 years, I think, and then took years off. You know what I mean? And then came back and then came back again. Mm-hmm. Chances are he's going to have more fouls than the person who played less time than him. And so I guess maybe that's why the Bible <laughs> mentions that. Um, why the Bible mentions that the oldest person walked off first. Um, again, we don't know. Um then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, when it, well, let me go back to verse 9. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? That's rhetorical, obviously. Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin. That's the thing, right? Look at the woman's response. No, Lord. Lord. Mm-hmm. She didn't know this man from a can of paint. You know? Until until he saves her from her from her plight. 
which in you know her alongside the man that she committed the act with deserved <laughs> you know But, you know, Jesus literally, in, um, in every sense when Jesus is saving, is literal. But in this tangible way that we can see right now, clear as day, um, physically, he saved her from her demise. And that's the other thing, right? The, mm-hmm. there's, there's, it's a whole nother thing that Jesus is saving us from. It's, it's, sometimes it's a physical um, plight. Other times it's a it's a social social plight. You know what I mean? Like what we what we deem to be um, what we've desired. You know what I mean? Amongst amongst the other thing, um, you know what I mean? Amongst the most important thing, which is not being in His presence or being eternally separated from His presence, but literally. A major thing that the Lord wants us to do is no longer focus on how other people see us and other people's condemnation towards us. He wants us to see, he wants us to see ourselves how he sees us. That saves us. He saves us from that as well. We put so much stock in what someone else that has no heaven or hell to place us in thinks about us. If God is for you, who can be against you? That's so like, true. Romans. God is God is not holding your sins against you. He's the one that can. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that can. So if he's not even doing it, then you definitely shouldn't worry. And we're going to get to that further down. Um, um, not too far from here, but um, notice she calls him Lord, and the Bible yeah. talks about how um, if they call him, you know, what I mean, basically, you can't call him Lord except by the Holy Spirit. You know, like you're not going, mm-hmm. you're not just going to call Jesus Lord if if he's not Lord. You know, it's not to say that you've never done anything wrong. It's not to say that you're not even in sin in the moment. But you know what I mean? But like at the end of the day, he's Lord, you know what I mean, of your life. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you don't say it. For me, um, I also like to put myself in that moment as if I was there with Jesus and knowing like just in his behavior and how he moved in every way, you had no choice but to feel he was Lord. Like, that's mm. how you know in the way that he moved and the judgment that he gave for her in the way that he spoke to even those people from the love in his heart. He wasn't angry. He spoke out of love. Mm. He did those things. And uh, yeah, Lord. That's good. <laughs> Lord. Like you're 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 not just you're not just the Lord. You're my Lord. Mm-hmm. You know? That's yeah. what that is. My Lord. I had I call you Lord because like now like I owe you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. literally saved my life. And we hardly we don't really look at this scripture like this as a whole. We don't really look at it like this. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> saved this woman's life. He did. No, Lord, she said. And that's you know I mean that should be our response. Is calling him Lord after he after he saves our lives. 
and and responding to him as you know what I mean as if he is our Lord. <laughs> and That's, the considerable difference in the way that he treated her alone. Uh, mm. They were just using her as a pawn, and mm. he's actually caring for her as a person. The actual her, not the sin, but her, and brought that part out. So That's good. Speak, beautiful. speak to that. Yeah. Go ahead. That's good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just it, Lord. God knows you. He knows in all the intricacies of why he created you. So he's not looking for your demise. He's not trying to set you up himself. Mm -hmm. So this is not even why he himself gave us the laws. He's not doing that to condemn us. He's doing it in order for us to remain close to the close to him in the purpose and that we serve in in the body right in the fullness of the way that he wants us to live in the purpose and why he created us so he's looking at us always in the essence and the and always the realization of of who we are like we always look at i guess like the biggest question that most people have god already knew i was going to do this so why should i even matter you know going forth and doing it Mm -hmm. it's not that god doesn't know beforehand or however but him in the way that he sees things is right now you know yes he sees yesterday today and tomorrow but it's all in one spectrum of you he sees you he knows you understand he understands that part of you but he knows your heart and he knows where you stand with him mm -hmm. the most so his love reaches out to you from that angle always. That's so good. Like, he didn't just know about that one instance. He knew about all of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He knew about the acts. You know what I mean? If there were acts before, he knew about whatever else she did in her life. You know? Right. Like, he's like, I don't just know about this one thing that could cause, cause you to to die i know about all of them and i'm still choosing to say you i'm still choosing you yeah mm. Mm. remember people the lord doesn't condemn us we condemn ourselves yes that's true like the judge literally says like He's the judge. You know what I mean? But the judge literally says, I'm not condemning you. I'm not condemning you. I am the judge and, and I will judge, but I'm, I'm not condemning you. You're con you condemn yourself if you don't believe. Uh, no, Lord, she said. Well, let me go back. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Where are your accusers? Where are your accusers? I'm not one of your accusers. Mm -hmm. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. They can't, people can't condemn you. <laughs> people can they be trying right again right. you condemn yourself because you don't believe no lord she said and jesus said neither do 
I, neither do I, go and sin no more. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, so this is a different time, different place, maybe not too far from here, but it's a different place. It's not like everybody was watching this. Um, or maybe they were, but maybe they weren't also. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Now, this reminds me of a of a post that I saw yesterday. And the Lord, you know, the Lord speaks to us and he speaks to us however he chooses to speak to us because he wants to hear from us and he wants to speak to us. Um, so that's why the Bible talks about praying without ceasing. You know what I mean? Like, yo, be open to hearing from the Lord, you know? Um, so I'm just doing my thing on Instagram and I just see a post that says, you know, I'm sending light in da 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 da, right? And I was like, and it dawned on me. I was like, we can't send no light if we don't have it. Like, first of all, there's no light in us without Jesus. <laughs> so there's not a personal light that or an individual light that you have outside of Christ. Oh, not outside of Christ, no. No, not outside of Christ, no. And so um, so he is the light of the world. And any light that we do have, it's, it's we don't, in and of ourselves, we are not that light. So we don't have light. We reflect the light that, that, that which is him. We reflect his light. So anything outside of him would not be light. It would be yeah this world man um i am i am the light of the world if you follow me you won't have to walk in darkness if you follow me you won't have to walk in darkness because otherwise like that's the thing so it's not a separate thing. It's not a separate thing. I don't want Jesus. I'm going to get some other. I'm going to use my other light. I'm going to use my light. Well, there is no light without him. He is the light of the world. So outside of him, you're walking in darkness. Right. Right. There's no other light that you can grapple to that would get you to be able to see. And it's so funny how people try to, it's not funny at all, actually. It's funny in it, it's funny in it not being funny at all. Um, how much the how much people try to um find alternatives instead of just coming to the source himself. Mm. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get like, no, this it's not light. You still gonna be bumping in the walls. You still gonna be bumping all over and tripping over stuff and doing all types of stuff, trying to see. But he's like, yo, here's the light, here's the light right here. Use the light, use the light. No, I'm good. No, you're not. You're not getting anywhere. You're not getting where you need to go. You may think that you are, but it's darkness. You might be walking down a dark hallway 
You know what I mean? And you think that it leads to success and you think that it is success because you're not getting tripped up and everything and everything is all, all that. And it's a clear path for you, but you don't see where that is leading to. Without him, you are walking in darkness. Because you, um, if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. You will have the light that leads to life. Jesus's light leads to light, life, excuse me, to life. So anything else would do what? Darkness leads to what? Yeah. Yes, as um, as simple as it is, we you know what I mean sometimes it needs to be broken down like that. Go for it. No, I also speak on what you were saying about using your own light. I think that's what most people are trying to do when they just doubt the things of God or Christ and grabbing hold to so many different practices and religions and trying to figure it out. So they have to keep, you know, conjuring up, burning up stuff, try to create mm-hmm. positive vibes, whatever they be mm-hmm. talking about, I don't know, energy. And it doesn't sustain, it does not last. So they're, they gotta keep doing it. It's just practice, practicing, practicing these things, these different practices just to keep yourself afloat, right? And feeling like, you want to live life but when you actually have or grab hold of who jesus is and his light that is where it leads you to a life you don't have to worry about oh am i i need to go and do this right quick let me burn this offering right quick so i can mm-hmm. get my fix and my high and god no i'm walking in him daily i have a relationship with him and he is who i am that's the life Absolutely. Have you, it, and everything else is counterfeit. Everything else that claims to be like is counterfeit. Do you, like, do, do, like, I don't understand. Like, people don't understand, like, all the extra work that they're doing and how foolish they look to people that have the Lord. Like, man, look at all that you have to do just to. It's exhausting. Yeah, yeah. it's exhausting. God, it don't make me feel exhausted. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I don't get tired. I mean, but I get, you know, that's the thing, right? It's like, but that's a whole, well, it's not a whole nother topic, but, um, you know, that people try to do certain things to experience some form of, yeah, some form, mm, it will have a form of godliness, <laughs> but <laughs> denying its power. The power thereof, yeah. There the power go. thereof. Yes, it is Christ. What scripture is that? Because, guys, we just referred to a scripture. We did. We, and the Lord does that. The Lord is like, remember I told you? I'm looking it up. Usually we don't do this, but it's important. Denying it. 2 Timothy 3.5. Is it 2 Timothy 3.5? Yep. 2 Timothy 3.5 says... I'll be reading. Yep. They will act religious. They will act religious. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Mm -hmm. That's scripture. 
talks about false is is referring to false prophets and all of that. You know, that's anybody that's like, yeah, Jesus and this, Jesus and that, Jesus and whatever else outside of Jesus. Just, just Jesus. Jesus, <laughs> I, I said it before and I'll say it again. Jesus needs no help being God. <laughs> Jesus does not need help being God at all. So Jesus plus sage is a no-no. So you see, you'll see sage in prayer. No, <laughs> I need. I just need and Jesus, I, sage in prayer. Wait, <laughs> that's not like a shirt. Okay. It is a shirt. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, <laughs> all right. Now, verse thirteen. The Pharisees replied. The Pharisees replied, "You are making those claims about yourself." Such testimony is not valid. Remember, we discussed this about how, um, and this might be pre, pre Grace, Grace Bell. That is not uh, Grace itself. Um, Amen. But um, it talks about. Remember, we were talking about like Jesus was saying, like, look, I don't testify about myself. I don't make these claims about myself. Someone else is making these claims about me, and I am agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i am i'm agreeing they're right so someone has come before me already that made these claims about me so here i am you know what i mean abraham made these claims about me david whether he knew it or not made these claims about me um elijah, elijah made these claims about me moses whether he knew it or not made these claims about me here i john the baptist Definitely made these claims about yes. So, and, but more importantly, God, the father makes these claims about me. I'm not coming in my own name. That's, but you know what I mean? So I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Jesus told them, this is verse 14. Jesus told them these claims are valid, even though I make them about myself. So this is a this is a switch up from what he already from what he already said. It's like it's like don't get it twisted. They valid even if no one said it. <laughs> because you'll find in previous verses in John where he said, where he's like, look. Someone has come before me to say these things, you know what I mean? To, you know, to justify, not justify, but to say these things, you know? Um, and Jesus look like, look, if I'm, if I'm the only person making these claims, it's true. But we'll get into why. These claims are valid even though I make them about myself. For I know where I came from and where I am going. But you don't know this about me. You judge me by human standards but i do not judge anyone and if i did my judgment would be correct in every respect because i am not alone the father who sent me is with me your own law says that if two people agree about something their witness is accepted as fact so see so jesus again is holding himself higher than Moses, higher than Elijah, higher than John the Baptist, and saying like, yo, forget these things. Forget what they said. Like, if you take them out, fine. I'm going to go to the most, if it's not true, 
but it is. But if it's not true, I'm going to make the most blasphemous statement <laughs> there is to make. And I'm going to say, me and God, God the Father concocted a plan. We both agreed on this. Mm. And up until this point, they were not calling, like, first of all, Jesus calling God the Father or calling God his Father is definite. It was big blasphemy. So don't don't slip by that why they were so irate, why they were so upset, why they were so mad. Um Jesus making claims that Jesus was his father was very upsetting. People didn't just walk around calling God their father. Um, like we do now. Um And if I did, my judgment would be correct, is verse 16. And if I did, my judgment would be correct in every respect because I am not alone. The Father who sent me is with me. Your own law says that if two people agree with something, their witness is accepted as fact. So Jesus is saying my witness and God's witness, that makes it a fact. I am one witness, and the Father who sent me is the other. Where is your father, they ask now. Keep in mind, where are they, Grace? Where are they? They in Galilee, am I correct? I believe that you they are. You would be joking me on it, right? I believe that they're in Galilee. Um, Jesus is home. Okay? So he's saying these things. They know about Jesus. And if they didn't know much about him, they definitely asked around and they, you know, they researched this man. Um, and you'll see later, later on down in, in the scripture, I don't know if we'll get to it today. I, I doubt it. But later, later in the, um, in the chapter, they say that we are not of illegitimate verse uh, of illegitimate birth. Is one can see it as a as a shot at Jesus and his and his birth itself, because it was still highly um, highly um, scrutinized Jesus's birth. You know, what I mean, no one was rocking with you were born of a virgin. No one was rocking with that. So it was like, how can this man who was born illegitimately, who was who was um, born out of wedlock, how could he be making these claims? And so they so they asking Jesus in this in this verse, where is your father? Um, with, under the belief that um, Joseph was his father, but they just you know they just marrying him, conceived Jesus before they was married. Um, one could also infer that Joseph is no longer here at this point because you see you'll see certain acts or you'll see certain things that give um life to that potential fact or possibility because you know after you know after jesus's birth you don't hear anything about joseph i mean after um i think after jesus was 12 you don't hear anything about joseph so jesus is um so when they're talking, when they're asking Jesus, where is your father? 
Mm-hmm. That was definitely a shot. Right. They knew him. Jesus answered, since you don't know who I am, <laughs> you don't know who my father is. To know Jesus is to know the father. To know Jesus is to know God, the father. Everybody, everybody is on a search for, for God or claims to be on a search for God because Romans 3 says no one seeks God. Um, and also, um, I think, yeah, I think the Psalms speak to that as well. But it talks about no one seeks God, but we all claim to be on a search for God. But if you, if you're, if you haven't accepted Jesus and are not seeking Jesus, you are not on a quest for God at all. Stop lying to yourself. Since you don't know me, Jesus said, this is verse 19. Uh, yeah, verse 19. Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my father is. If you knew me, you would also know my father. Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury. But he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. Um. I think we could read up to like maybe 29 and then we'll do, we'll finish it off next week. Let's say ye. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Okay. Later, Jesus said to them again, I am going away. You will search for me, but will die in your sin. You cannot come where I am going. Seems like a very hard statement from Jesus. I used to hate reading passages from Jesus. I'll be completely honest. I'm like, I'd rather not read. I'd rather not read scriptures where Jesus is speaking. Can you believe that? A person that believes in Jesus being afraid to read the things that Jesus has to say. (laughs) Can I imagine it? No, I don't. Never felt that way. I felt that way because... um, it was hard for me at a certain point. It was because I, I felt like Paul made it more palatable for me or more digestible, you know? Yeah. Um, but again, and, and that's why we do this. That's why we do this. That's why we doing reading through John, because when you understand who Jesus is and you understand what his mission is and you understand and you have a right theology about, about God, then all of this makes sense to you. It's like, oh, he's not being a jerk. He's just letting them know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the most unjerky thing that you can do is just let someone know. Uh, Yes. Yes, straight up. I'm going away. You will search for me. Like, dang, Jesus, what you mean? They can't come to you. Like, fam, I'm letting you know you can't come to me. Because I'm going away. When I'm going, when I'm going, you're not going to be able to come to me. Like it's not. I'm not being a jerk. I'm being the exact opposite. A jerk sugarcoat thing. Yes, real because you don't want to find out later that you didn't, you couldn't. Yes. (laughs) And I was responsible for that part. Yes. You wouldn't know. I'm responsible for what I know. Yes. Share it, and that makes you now knowledgeable that you got to get yourself together right and i'm not gonna leave you like that that's love actually yes 
It's love. Yes. Help me straight. Thank you. I'm, later, Jesus said to them, I'm going away. Who is them? We can say that it might be to the crowd and it might be to the Pharisees. Um, I'm go- and it might be to the disciples. I think, of course, the disciples were there. Um, he was, he might have, the crowd is like, unless the Bible says it, like, just think that, I think it's a safe bet to say that the crowd was around to hear these things. Um, but I think in this, in, in this particular passage, he's talking specifically to the Pharisees. Um, Later, Jesus said to them again, I am going away. You will search for me, but will die in your sin. I'm going away. You will search for me, but will die in your sin. You cannot come where I am going. The people asked, so yeah, the crowd was there. (laughs) The people asked, is he planning to commit suicide? What does he mean? You cannot come where I'm going. See, that's also the thing, right? Because people like, people like, well, Jesus committed committed suicide. Nope, he didn't commit suicide. They killed him. <laughs> but then it's like, well, Why is that? well, because he knew he was going to. He committed. Suicide? How does that happen? I don't know. Hmm. But no, he wasn't committing suicide. <laughs> uh, well, I guess yeah, that's the thing because he knew about it. But like, they make you. It makes sure that. But you know the other argument is well, they they killed him and he was powerless and he couldn't do anything, and Jesus is like nope let let the record show, I no one kills me, <laughs> no one kills right. me. I, I give my life up freely. So it's important to understand that Jesus didn't die for dying's sake and to say look I died. Jesus was a sacrifice. sacrifice yeah. Jesus was sacrificed. It was the cost. And we oh, always, man. yeah, go yeah. ahead. Mm-hmm. My bad. <laughs> I was just saying that it's the, it was the weight of our sins and what it would cost. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't um, him that did it, then it would be all of us that would have to die to our, for our own sins. Exactly. And that's why the Bible talks about, and Jesus went away because it wasn't his time. And Jesus hid himself because it wasn't his time. We see it right here. Um, uh, verse twenty. Um, Jesus made these statements while he was teaching in the section of the temple known as the treasury, but he was not arrested because his time had not yet come. So when that's why time was so important because like, no, I'm not committing suicide. It's just not time for me to die. Um, And also the other, yeah. So I brought that up already. Okay. Um, Verse 20. He said, you cannot come where I'm going. Verse 22, the people ask, is he planning to commit suicide? What does he mean? You can't come where I'm going. Jesus continued, you are from below. (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing at how you said it. It That's how you said it, I feel. (laughs) Beneath me. (laughs) I mean, I don't think that's exactly what he meant. But it would still be true. It would still be true. What does it mean? You cannot come where I'm going. Jesus continued. You are from below. I am from above. You belong to this world. I do not. 
That is why I said that you will die in your sins. For unless, see, he's like, fam, I ain't just saying this for saying this sake. That is why I said that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe, like that's that's the thing, right? I'm going to give you the hard truth. I'm going to, I need you to understand this truth. I need you to understand this bad news. I need you to know this. Know it. So when when I drop this, when I so I'm dropping this thing on you, and then I'm gonna give you mercy. I'm gonna show you what could what could happen if you, you know what I mean. I'm gonna give this to you, so you don't. So it's not like this thing of like, a take it or leave it, or it's this thing of um. It's not a take it or leave it thing, and it's also not a thing of like, like, like well. Thank you, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like, fam, I'm saving you from a literal demise. Like, yo, you really, really don't want this. Like, this is mercy at its finest right here. You know what I mean? Like, stop acting like this is just some type of cakewalk. Like, well, thanks, Jesus, for this. Like, yo, it cost him, it cost him everything to do this. Because our sin was so great. And if you don't have them, your sin is so great. I don't care if you could count two things that you did wrong. It's so great. And not great in a great way either. Great as in very, like, it's a lot. And it's more than you can account for. You can't pay the debt of it. And then you can say, oh, well, I'll die myself. I don't need Jesus to die for me. You're not a worthy sacrifice. Sorry. You sinned. You, God don't want that. <laughs> this brings out more of what you were stating earlier, too, about judgment and being there for others, really just walking how Jesus did. If I spare my, if I spare your feelings now, you will be hurt later mm. because you'll feel like I betrayed you and lied to you because I didn't reveal these things to you. So I'm here. Mm-hmm. Imagine I'm getting there. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that was all I was going to say. Exactly. I agree. That is why, that is verse 24. That is why I said that you will die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am, and I am is in caps. Not so, um, so that's bars right there. So, so unless you believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. So it's not just I am, but it's I am. A name for God is I am. In the longer version of his name, I am that I am. So, so they was like, oh, I love this. Just be about to get to it. Oh, no. Are we getting to it? Um, no, not today. getting to not the today. chapter. <laughs> not today. Um, 
believe that I am who I claim to be, you will die in your sins. Who are you? <laughs> they demanded. <laughs> who are you? They demanded. Jesus replied, I am the one I have always claimed to be. I have much to say about you and much to condemn. See, so don't don't let the don't let the beginning of this chapter fool you. <laughs> I have much to condemn, but I don't. Right. Okay. Because he I have much to say about you and much to condemn, but I won't. For I say only what I have heard from the one who sent me. And he is completely truthful. But they still didn't understand that he was talking about his father. So Jesus said, when you have lifted up the son of man on the cross, like, cause y'all gonna, y'all gonna crucify me. Then you will understand that I am he. I do nothing on my own, but say only what the father taught me. And the one who sent me is with me. And he has not deserted me. I always do what pleases him. Then many who heard him say these things believed in him. Hmm. I don't want, I kind of want to go over this, but I, some of it is self explanatory. So I don't want to like, but I also don't want to assume, you know. Jesus, well, I well, Jesus, when Jesus is saying that I am, he's saying, Ooh. I think we lost, we lost grace. Okay. Not again, not the grace <laughs> that God gives, but um Grace Bill. Um, we were doing a Zoom call. Um, but I'll end it here. I think that's a sign that ended here. So um Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your son. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus and what he has done on the cross and for us, Lord God, so that we can know you and know you as the pardon of our sins, Lord God. We know you as the pardon of our sins so that we can know. We know Jesus as the pardon of our sins so that we can have the relationship with you that you have always wanted us to have. So, Lord, um, we ask that uh, this message would, or this walking through the Bible would be uh would fall on good soil and that um it would bear much fruit we love you we praise you we glorify you it's in jesus name we pray amen okay guys thank you guys for tuning in we will be um back next week with the latter part hey grace grace is back she's connected to her audio i was just wrapping up okay yeah but uh, we'll be back next week with um, John chapter 8, verse 30 um, on to 58. So we'll be finishing up, well, 31 to 58. And uh, we'll be finishing up that chapter and we'll be moving forward in that way. So see you guys uh, next week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace out. Amen.